Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so stay a minimum of six feet away from others and stay home if you can. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Did you know that the first computer bug was an actual moth? Did you know that x-rays were used as entertainment at kids' birthday parties? I'm Marin. I'm Greg. And for our new podcast, Surprisingly Brilliant, we've been collecting some of the most shocking, inspiring, and downright bizarre stories from science history. From space mysteries to stolen dinosaurs, you'll find it in Surprisingly Brilliant from Seeker. So come listen to Surprisingly Brilliant on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, this is Christian Bush, and welcome to episode eight of Geeking Out, my new podcast. Every episode is a new person talking about what they're obsessed with that has nothing to do with their job. The only requirement is that they're totally geeking out on it and they want to talk about it. From custom iPhone emojis to vertical backyard gardens, from vintage 70s Lego sets to slow pour coffee, from epic backyard tree houses to YouTube unboxing video playlists, tell me what you love, why you love it, how you got into it, and what makes it awesome. Every episode's presented in three chapters. Chapter one, my guest and I talk about what they're obsessed with. Chapter 2 is a game I call Trajan, where my guest and I turn each other on to one thing that we've discovered. And Chapter 3 closes the show with me talking about music that I'm currently geeking out on and why. I believe that curiosity is contagious and the life is better with a soundtrack. So let's go. Chapter 1. Today's guest is Cat Foster. Kat is an amazing actress and screenwriter. She just starred alongside Jean-Claude Van Damme in a totally hilarious Amazon show called Jean-Claude Van Johnson, (laughs) which you have to go watch if you haven't already. And before that, you might have seen her in shows like Weeds or Royal Pains or Till Death. My producer Whitney and I met up with Kat in Los Angeles last fall to find out about her obsession, which basically involves fortune telling. (laughs) So here's something to keep in mind while you listen. When we did this interview, Jennifer and I had just gotten back together as Sugarland. We'd written our first few songs and we were planning our tour for the summer. Tickets are on sale now, people. But (laughs) it was still a secret. And Kat didn't know anything about it. Kind of cool to go back now and see how much the Destiny cards got right. Enjoy. Introduce yourself and tell us where you are. Uh, my name is Kat Foster, and I, we're, I am, we are at my house. Where's, where's your house? In Echo Park, Echo Park, California, Los Angeles. It's a, on the east side of L.A. And we're at the top of a hill. <laughs> I'll say it because you won't. Okay. Um, from your kitchen, you can see the Hollywood sign. Yeah, we, we, got, we, have a really, we have a really nice view of the Hollywood sign and the Griffith Park Observatory and what we can see like to Culver City, right? 
Century City. Century City. <laughs> here, we, better, we need to explain that. Who, who all's here? Oh, so, okay, so uh, sitting here, there's, there's the lovely Christian Bush. There's yes. the lovely Whitney Pastoret. Yes. There's uh, my lovely fiance, Jim Husted. Um, and also there's um, our lovely animal, <laughs> a lovely dog named Lofi. And, and what breed is Lofi? Lofi's like a dachshund corgi mix. She's a fat, very fat, pigeon-toed dachshund. Explain to everybody what you do for a living. Uh, I'm an actor. I'm an actor and a writer. I've been on a lot of TV shows. Um, and I wrote a movie, and I uh, did another movie that'll come out in the year, and that, that kind of stuff. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and what is it that you are geeking out on at the moment that that you're passionate about? <laughs> so I'm I'm right now I'm geeking out on on um, this forecasting system similar to astrology called Destiny Cards, and um, this system was introduced to me twice. Actually, my friend was like, Oh my God, have you seen this app? I'm obsessed with it. And there's like an app that anyone at this very moment could download. It's called destiny cards. And if you download the app, you just plug in your birthday or the birthdays of your friends and you find out what your birth card is. And then based on your birth card, you can find out what your next year looks like, what this year looks like, what last year looks like, what this 52 days looks like. next. So it divides it into periods and it sort of helps you understand like essentially like just like weather, like what your forecast is for the moment. So Okay, so we can get into no, more no, no. Of that. Okay, um, because you just said fifty-two cards. So is it based on an actual yeah, so, deck of cards? Yeah. So, so here's what I've learned, and I'm not like the most. It's a deck of cards, so it's like it's it's not it's not like a tarot deck, um, but actually the tar- it predates the tarot deck. The regular cards do, and what I've learned is that the regular cards are essentially a symbolic representation of the Earth's yearly calendar. So. You may or may not know this. I didn't know this. But, um, oh, and I should say, too, it's not just an app. This is a system, a forecasting system that that uh, dates back to, like, the Order of the Magi. It's super ancient. And there are also, like, books that have been written about it. It's not just, like, an app developer. Like, figure this out. <laughs> um, anyway, so, uh, so, yeah, so there's 50. It's based on, like, the regular standard 52-card uh, deck. And, um the what i've learned is that there's okay so 52 there's 52 cards because there's 52 weeks in the year um there's four suits in the deck because there's four suits uh there's four seasons in a year there's 13 cards per suit there's 13 full moons and 13 new moons a year um so anyway the point is that this has you know it's it's rooted in some you know like ancient earth science <laughs> okay no um how did you you got into this from an okay app? so my friend was like have you checked out this app and i was like whoa this app feels really resonant like wow that does feel like my birth sign i'm a two of diamonds um jim's a seven of diamonds um you're a nine of clubs i think is that what we figured out the other night i don't know, i have to remind myself whitney you're a seven of clubs no, you're a nine of diamonds. 
And so I'm a diamond. <laughs> you're a diamond. Well, we're <laughs> diamonds. The three of us are all diamonds. So another so, year club. So have you connected this to astrology at all? Like what, what well, sign are you? It is connected to astrology in a way. So I'm a Taurus. But no, like the thing is there are many signs that are represented by one birthday. So like I'm a two of diamonds, but like if you look in the book, like there's lots of birthdays that are two of diamonds. Oh, like, I'm got not it, got the it, got only. It, got it, got it, got it, got it. So because there's only 52 cards. So right. And there's 365 birthdays, right? Got it. Yeah. So, um, so it is connected to astrology in a way, like it. But that's again, that's a little bit more advanced for me. But like, you can see that when you break down each card. I'm looking at the book right now to, you know, I don't have all this memorized. It's very complex. But if you look at the thing, like there's different. You have different. Look like depending on your card. You're, you have planetary cards and then like you have a whole chart essentially like you do in astrology sure where like different aspects of your sign your birth card are uh, aligned with different planets essentially. okay that makes sense okay it's yeah. just another way to look at your birthday and yeah predict yeah like predict what's forecast what's going, the forecast weather of your life exactly that's right that's right. And that's like a really important distinction because if you take it too literally, like you'll go insane. Like, like, like I can look at this card, this book, which is like the destiny card book. And it literally tells you what every year of your entire life looks like until you're 99 years old. Like every period, every 52 day period of your life is mapped out in this book until you're 99 and that's really scary like because so you could look at it and be like oh well oh this i this month i'm the 10 of diamonds that means i'm going to have great financial success and that month i'm the nine of spades which means someone's going to die because those are the nine. that seems a little well right so you don't want to do that (laughs) yeah no it's predestination on that well that's right so like you have to so the reason i i think about it in terms of like the fork like what what's the weather forecast is that the same way you could it's like raining outside and that you could still have an amazing day it's not it's not it's really your free will is still the primary um determination or determinator of your life you know I really do believe in destiny and I actually believe that if we kind of did nothing but like just kind of relax that our lives are going to end up in exactly where they're supposed to end up like I don't actually I don't I don't I believe that we we try to stay on the side of positive thinking I believe that we try to stay on the side of doing right in the world and speaking right and behaving right and like having good people around us and that we're we should always like look for the truth and cultivate self-awareness but i don't believe that um i believe that the the stars are on our side and that and that there's it'd be hard it's harder for us to it up than it is for us to just have great things happen or have the things that we're supposed to have happen happen so how much destiny conversation did you have as a kid? None. I mean, my my father was an atheist, is an atheist. My mother just sort of took his lead. We had no religion in our house at all. Like, the fact that, I mean, no one talked about God. No one talked about anything spiritual or new age. I mean, it was just like sort of 
like don't go there in, in my house. And then I had an experience in 2006, which is like, we could take up a whole other podcast, um, <laughs> which was like a very, like a sort of a spiritual awakening, let's say. And I started on that very day, in that very moment to believe in God. And like, you know, like me telling my grandmother that I believe in God is like, my grandmother was like horrified that I would believe in God. Like, I mean, my family's really like against all of this stuff. So we didn't talk about destiny. We didn't talk about religion. We didn't talk about spirituality. We didn't, I mean, they, everyone in my family thinks this is a total joke. I mean, I'm like definitely the black sheep in that area. That's interesting that you're saying black sheep to, and like, it's a great metaphor. <laughs> Yeah. Sheep, religion, everything. Um, oh, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, okay. normally you think of the religious people as the sheep. Right. Is that what you mean? And my, my experience <laughs> with you, historically, it's not been that many years, has been, you know, you're always on a, you're always open looking for yeah for these kinds of things. To, to see that you've landed on something that, you know, that book looks worn. Oh, yeah, no, I'm really into this <laughs> book. That's not a, uh, that's not a, I got it off Amazon and it just sits here, like the birthday book that you see in everyone's house, right? Yeah, no, no. This book is, I use it a lot. So show me Okay, show well, me so how let's talk about you, right? Let's talk about your cards. Okay, I okay. was born on March 14th okay, so then I, in I, 1970. I go ahead and I look this up. Which is an auspicious birthday because it's the same one as Albert Einstein. Oh, sh- Well, first of all, I want to look up in this other book because this other book actually says, I'm sure it'll say about Einstein, and I want to see who else was born, who else was in Nine of Diamonds. Quincy Jones was also had last name. David Cassidy. Oh, really? Um, Billy well, these Crystal. Are, these are Joan the nine Rivers. Of this is these are you. Not my David specific. Letterman. Oh, yeah. This is not your specific birthday, but these are all different nine of diamonds. Quincy Jones, Herbie Hancock. It's good. That's good. Okay. Um. So. Okay. So he, so what do you want? Do you want to look at like? Do you want to look at like what your year is? Yeah. Okay, great. Show them how it works quickly. Go to the index and show them how. Yeah, so you, so you, you, know, you look up your birthday, right. you see what day you're born, and then, um, and then these are, like, so you can see what planetary period you're in. Yeah, you're in your Jupiter period right now. So this is a very, like, business. This is about your, what, what, what's happening now is about your business this year. Okay. Okay, so let's see. You're in your Jupiter. So that's a five of heart it's, um, is your... Uh, your direct aspect and and queen of clubs is your uh, vertical vertical aspect so that means that um five of hearts is a is a card that has a lot of restlessness to it like fives in general have a lot of restlessness and again because it's a heart it means that your restlessness is in relationships okay so a lot of people might get divorced in a five of hearts or um, you know, or like the, the, the higher side of the card is that you could meet a lot of new people and form relationships with a lot of new people. But there's like, there's traveling and, and a sense of restlessness and instability and ch- changeableness. So oh, I, I anyway, it, your other aspect right now for your Jupiter period is a queen of clubs. So clubs is a very intellectual suit. It, it rules like, it, it's like, it's, it's like, it's about like thinking and um, your intellect. It's it's about it's like very creative card. Um, it's or sorry, creative suit. Um, and so the Queen of Clubs is a really great card for business. This is again in your Jupiter period, which is more about your business. So it means that probably you're in some ways you're f- feeling some sense of mastery 
hmm. over over your business and and your your mental pursuits, whatever they may be. Publishing, podcasts, um, hmm. songwriting. These are all like club clubs ruled kinds of activities. And because it's in a the year of business, and it is an uber businessy card is it like double bouncing on the trampoline well actually your year is a relationship card but yes it would do that oh i see what you're saying because it's in because it's in your jupiter period yeah it's particularly significant in your business so like let's say you found a queen of clubs in your venus period so then you would figure out how that (laughs) That sounds kind of dirty that kind (laughs) (laughs) okay well there's also a uranus (laughs) queen of clubs was in your uranus i don't know you're a a 12 year old Um, boy i am a 12 year old Okay, so it's a good year for business. Okay, it's a good well, it's good year, a, good, a stable it's a good year, year for, for business, a stable year for family. Um, so then I tend to look at uh, your Pluto card and your resolution card because that sort of indicates your journey over the course of this year. So then I would go to like so Ace of Spades is your or sorry Ace of um, Clubs is your Pluto card. So I go here to this little Ace of Spades section, and you know, at some point, nice to know Pluto's maybe still in like somewhere. ten years. What? Nice yeah. to know Pluto's still counted somewhere. Yeah, Pluto's in the mix in yeah. this in this system. <laughs> Take that, NASA. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, yeah. So having the Ace of Cl- this is what it says in the book. Having the Ace of Clubs in this powerful position tells us that many of your goals and changes this year will be related to knowledge and communication. So the six of spades is your result card. Um, this year is the element of responsibility and compromise. The appearance of the six of spades suggests that one of your major goals of this year is for this year is associated with the payment of past obligations of some kind. This may be related to work, health, or almost any area of your life. Rest assured that by your next birthday, you will have realized the importance of being responsible for your actions and will have made considerable progress. That is interesting. Things are looking good. Well, so, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. Like, sometimes we want to hear about, like, like sixes are karma cards in a way. They're the cards of, it. six is a balance card. So, like, wherever you've erred in the past, you have an opportunity to write. And wherever you've done well in the past or operated, you know, in the highest way, you usually gain re- rewards for, for those acts. Okay. So sixes can be favorable or sort of unfavorable, like depending on how you've been doing. If you were trying to uh, suggest to someone listening how to get started in this, like what's what's the what are the first three steps? So the first three steps. Well, the first step would be to download the app and just see like if it resonates with and you. And is it called? It's called Destiny Cards. It's like the logo is a big spades, you know, like a. a spade suit um and by the way all of this system was like essentially like brought into public awareness to the degree that it's in the public awareness by this guy named robert lee camp who is very alive and well and like could do a reading for you for a few hundred bucks i think um but so he developed this app so you can you can download the app that's what i would do and then steps two and three would really be to like buy the books off amazon and then i i mean i think really like first see how it resonates with you you start like seeing like oh you know comparing what's actually how you're feeling in your day to what the cards say you're gonna feel in the day 
Um, and then like plug your friends into the app and see how their days compare with what the cards say their days are going to be. And then, you know, when you buy the book, you can really start looking at people's relationships. You can compare their, you know, see like, oh, well, those people aren't very compatible. And oh, yeah, I can see that right here in the cards. Or, you know, those people are so in love and like, yeah, their their cards are amazing. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, I mean, it's just like a process of, I guess, you know, guessing and checking. Or interpreting and checking, I would say. And, you know. I love that there's an app for this. <laughs> yeah, there's an app. Are you going to download it? Of course I am. I mean, what are you, are you kidding on. me? Yeah, right. I think everybody listening to this is going to download it. They're going to be like, oh, let's maybe, see what today looks maybe like. Maybe Robert Lee Camp blah. will give me a free session after this. Yes. Is he listening, Robert Lee Camp? Dear Mr. Camp. Dear Mr. Camp. <laughs> my name is Shapiro Wells. This is the story of my son, Courtney. You know, my name is Courtney Copeland. 2015 is the biggest year of my life. He was um, a ladies' man, even with his auntie and his grandmother. I'm Chance the Rapper. Courtney Copeland was a good friend of mine. In 2016, he wound up with a bullet in his back outside a Chicago police station. 2510 Robert. This guy flagged down at Grand Central. A gentleman just said he was shot. And it's the story of my search for the truth. This is Somebody, a co-production of the Invisible Institute, The Intercept, and Topic Studios in association with Tenderfoot TV. Coming March 31st, wherever you get your podcast. This is somebody's child. Somebody deserves to know what happened. I deserve to know what happened to my son. Listen to Somebody on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Chapter 2. In every episode of Geekin' Out, I see if I can trade one thing I've discovered with one thing that my guest has discovered. A friendly exchange. I call it Trade So this section of the podcast is called Trade You. I, um, I trade you one thing that I'm into for one thing that you're into. This is, could be a, a Netflix show, a TV show, a, Amazon, whatever, or like a recipe or a, just a something. Just a, anything you've kind of discovered that you think I should have. Okay. Um, and I'll go first. It'll give you time to think. Okay. What it is. So um, I thought about this on the way over here, mm-hmm. that this is what I wanted to share with you, and I, I was worried that you already knew what it was. But oh. you, you may not. Um, no. This is an app oh, wait. for your telephone, and it's called the Akinator. And he is a genie who can guess whomever you are thinking of. Oh, I feel like... Now, it can be a fictional character or a real character. And I've just heard recently, and in checking this, found that the update can identify members of your family. Oh, no, that's not... Of whoever's, you know, people that are related to it, if you want to go to the next level. But um, it says when you open it up, here it is, I've got it out. It's Akinator, A-K-I-N-A-T-O-R. Okay. Uh, And he's a little genie guy, and he sits there with his hand to his head. Okay. He says, uh, think about a real or fictional character, and I will read your mind. Okay, okay. Right? got it. And um, we don't want to activate the child feature. But uh, the best way to do this is is there are a series of questions. Are you thinking of someone? Yes. We'll we'll do this, and you can edit this if you don't Wait, this is crazy. If he thinks of who I'm thinking of. Okay. Is uh, is your character a female? Yeah, uh, uh, this is yes, no, don't know. Don't know. Don't know. 
Is your character from a video game? No. Okay. Is your character an animal? Yeah. Yes. Does your character have paws? No. Does your character walk on four legs? No. Is your character some kind of a bird? Yes. <laughs> is your character a member of Game of Grumps? No. I don't know what that is. Is your character real? What does real mean? Is it a real, or is it animated? Or is No, it... yeah, no, it's not real. Okay, uh, no. Does your character live with his mother? Fuck, I don't know. Okay. It's fine answer. Don't know. Okay, it's, don't there, know. That's all. Is your character from a TV yes. series? Is your character associated with Looney Tunes? No. Is your character big? Yes. Is your character yes. from Sesame Street? You mother effer. Um, the Akinator is guessing. He did it. I think of Big Bird from Sesame That's Street. That's so crazy. Right? This is one of the most fun things in the world. Now, as soon as we finish the podcast and you download this, you will try to see if you can guess Outsmart you. Outsmart it. Oh, yeah. It will find you because you How work in the world. How will it find me? No, but, not really. I don't it know. It find you. It does. It works. It, it really? does. Um, but, but I'm, this is one of the most... Me. Will it find you? It'll oh, yeah. Find you. But it, it can't figure out whether I'm bald or not. Because I wear a hat, and and for a while I think the Akinator thought That's I was bald, funny. and I actually have hair. Yeah, no, you and have I just hair. wear a hat. Right, and um, it, it, they just kind of assume, I guess, because you're trying to hide something or something. But um, the Akinator is what I would trade you. I love it mainly because he's like the party game version of your destiny card like if you can get them yeah, into yeah. the Akinator, you're, it's like the gateway drug to destiny card app. Indeed. That's good. That's a good call. Um, okay, okay, so but I, so I feel like I feel like I don't know. Are you gonna think? I hope mine's not too lame. But There's do you no... know? Do you know about magic erasers? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I know about them. I've never gotten one. Um, and these like are the I things that were they originally you. the things that erase stuff off walls? Uh, yeah, that's what they do. And don't they have like a million uses? Um, I mean, I think walls are the ones. No, I think the walls are the are the only. And does it really the, work? It works really well. Jim just got some wine stains off our. We have white walls like all around us, and there it's. I mean, we wine got some stains I created. Wine and stains. Then had to get off. And it, all he had to do was just rub the magic eraser on them. I wish the wine stains were still there so we can could show. Can I ask why there was a wine stain on the wall? Um, that's a really good question. Drunk, I ran into cat and threw on the wall. <laughs> so drunken revelry i think is the answer to that i like nothing gets wine stains out of anything right? um, very yeah very hard to get wine stains although i have to say there was one time where i got red wine all over my white shirt and somebody poured a bunch of baking soda on it and like just waited and i swear it went away it was unbelievable. That was like a really crazy thing. But I'm obsessed with these magic racers and like they, they really work. And once you find one spot, you can find like I mean, you just can go crazy. Like I spent an entire day magic erasing because it makes such a big difference in your house. Like, you know, you see like these little <laughs> like dirt spots. How do you know that it, who knows how it got there? I mean, I see one right now, babe, do you have the magic eraser? <laughs> Should we show Christian? <laughs> do you want to go get it? Yeah, let's show him. So I want to hear his, his live reaction to how well 
it worked. <laughs> God, I love you. And I just want to reflect back to you the joy of listening to you really in, engaging in the white walls of your life. I mean, it's a big deal. Look, when you have a house that's all white, I mean, you know, like every other day, I'm like, how did that spot get on that wall? What What am I going to do about it? Because did look, you did you just wet the erase? Yeah, so you wet it you a little bit. It? Okay, so I'm going to show you. I'm, I don't know how this is going. That's okay. Like. You can narrate one. No, no, no. I'm going to come right. to you. Oh, good. Okay. We're moving. We're, we've gone mobile, people. We're moving. Okay, okay, so, so like just this morning, as Jim was cleaning off the red wine spots, which as you can see, oh. they were right here on the wall, and you can't see any red wine spots anywhere. No. Okay, there were two prominent red wines. Okay, that, that's me. That's They're the gone. shadow right there. They're okay. gone. Okay. So, I, is... but as he was cleaning those, I was like, oh, look at that spot. How did that spot get there? Right? <laughs> and I shoot? nearly told him to clean it off, but I was like, you know what? It's fine. I'll clean it off later. And now, aren't I happy that I am because I can show you? So that spot, watch. How is it doing that? Is I that, don't know. Is it like an oxyclean That's sponge? why they call it. It's magic. I don't know how it does it. Okay, look. There's more here. <laughs> this is why it becomes addictive. Do you see him? Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay, look. Gone. Just gone. Gone. <laughs> <laughs> Here's some right here. Yeah, I mean, this oh, is yeah. how I just go around my house. Like, you know, once you have the magic eraser out, there's no end to what you can erase. You know? That is the way to end this podcast, yeah, people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being here, You're Kat, welcome. Thanks for having me. For my me. destiny and my magic eraser. My pleasure. Everything's magic. Okay. okay goodbye. Chapter 3, Me Geeking Out on Music, the cover song. One of the ways we learn is to imitate, watching, listening, and then repeating what we're exposed to. And if you've ever picked up a guitar, sat down at a piano, or even picked up the sticks behind a drum kit, you've tried to imitate your favorite song, whether it's Chopsticks or Louie Louie or Free Fallin'. We listen to bands cover our favorite songs at weddings. Contestants cover the perfect song for their voice on TV. Or even find ourselves scrolling through a list for our go-to karaoke surefire hit. In each case, we're reaching out for our favorite song. This is how you learn. It's how you learn to be in a band. It's how you learn to be an artist. Be a rock star. It's by imitating the ones that you hear and you see. I have always maintained that the fastest way to learn what is unique about an artist is to have them cover a song you know. I know it sounds counterintuitive, but think of it this way. If you want to know what makes someone special, then have each of them do the same song and then compare. I grew up learning that a few things were vital to making a band. Always try to write the best song you can, have a t-shirt that doesn't suck, and make sure you pick a great cover song. I'm not sure where I learned it, probably a combination of listening to Smokin' Dave and the Primo Dopes in Knoxville, or maybe eavesdropping on Amy Ray from the Indigo Girls about their shows. However I found this code, I consider it a code to live by. My voice has always had some scratch in it, even when I was young, so I could belt out an 
pretty impressive Maggie May like Rod Stewart does or sometimes a good replacements cover but I always kind of fell short if I was having to sing White Snake or The Smiths but it never stopped me from trying but it did teach me to pick a cover that I could really sell I want to give you a quick tour of some covers that can show you how awesome an artist is first let's start with this man Prince what you didn't know about Prince is that he probably wrote some songs that you didn't actually associate with Prince, mainly because you probably didn't know he wrote them. For instance, this song is by the Bangles, except the song is by Prince, and the performance is by the Bangles. Prince kept sort of reinventing himself, and as he did, it turns out that the first time you ever heard probably this song uh, by Sinead O'Connor, you probably didn't know it was a Prince song. But here they are, right next to each other. Here's Sinead. It's been seven hours and days since you took your And here's Prince's version. It's been seven hours, thirteen days since you took your love. So you can see which parts of each of these songs really belong to the artist's performance and which belong to the writers. So let's take a song that we all know very well. This is Eleanor Rigby by the Beatles. Eleanor Rigby picks up the rice in the church where a wedding has been. Lives in a dream, waits at the window. It's almost like that song is a part of our DNA. But can you imagine for a second what would happen if you lined up a bunch of artists and asked them all to sing Eleanor Rigby? And one of them happened to be Aretha Franklin. I'm Eleanor Rigby. I picked up the rice in the church where the weddings had been. Yeah. I'm Eleanor Rigby. I'm keeping my face in a job by the door. I want to know what is it for. Well, you see what I mean? Every artist has a different way that they hear, transcribe, translate, or even perform the same music. It makes each artist unique. For instance, I remember exactly where I was when I heard Nirvana play Smells Like Teen Spirit. Also, within that same year, I remember exactly where I was when I heard Tori Amos do this. With the lights out, it's less dangerous here we are now. Entertain us, I'll feel stupid and contagious. Here we are now. Entertain us, yeah. So the fun goes on and on. And as you start to really hear different bands cover different songs, you start to understand what makes each band special. 
This is Cake singing a Gloria Gaynor song. As this game kind of unfolds, you can tell it's one of my favorites. You start to discover some really strange corners of the world. <laughs> Thank goodness for all of the streaming that we can do in order to sort of bounce back and forth between these different versions of these songs. But here is a song from 101 Dalmatians. This is Cruella de Vil. Cruella de Vil, Cruella de Vil. If she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. Oh, to Roger. see her is to take a sudden chill. <gasps> Cruella, Cruella. And here's the same song by one of my favorite bands, The Replacements. Cruella de Vil, Cruella de Vil. If she doesn't scare you, no evil thing will. To see her is to take a sudden chill. Cruella, Cruella de Vil. Sometimes cover songs have gotten to a point where you actually know the cover song almost even better than you know the original. Um, sometimes it's because the artist has really reinvented the song. Sometimes it's because the artist is just so unique that the song itself um, becomes secondary to the artist's performance. In this case, it's a Bob Dylan song, but you probably know it as a Jimi Hendrix song. There must be some kind of way out of here Say the joker to the thief There's too much confusion I can't get no relief In other cases, you have the reverse in which you get an artist who you know well singing a song in their own style and it starts to dawn on you the more you listen to it that it's not really one of their songs. It's a song by a completely different artist in a completely different genre. And this is where it gets to be very interesting, especially as generations past start to interpret music from generations present. So this is Johnny Cash singing Nine Inch Nails. I hurt myself today to see if I still feel I focus on the pain The only thing that's real They say imitation is the fondest form of flattery. Well, then a cover song is the greatest accolade of one artist to another. You know, in Sugarland, Jennifer and I have tried to pay homage to R.E.M., to B-52s, to U2, to Beyonce, to Queen, and more. Never be ashamed to pick up an instrument and learn your favorite new song. You never know what you might learn by walking in someone else's melody or singing through somebody else's heart. Hey, 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of Geeking Out, and we are already hard at work on the next one. Are you obsessed with something amazing? Want to tell us about it? Write to us at geekingoutwithkb at gmail.com and you might be a guest on an upcoming episode. Come find out more about me and this podcast at christianbush.com. Christian with a K, people. Follow me at Christian Bush on Twitter, Christian Bush on Instagram, Christian Bush on Facebook, and Christian M. Bush on Snapchat. Thanks to Bobby Bones for the opportunity to make this podcast, Brandon Bush for making the soundtrack and assembling the pieces, Tom Tapley for audio wizardry, and Whitney Pastrick for being a great producer and making this whole thing possible. This is Christian Bush, geeking out. Thank you for listening. Hi there, I'm Zach Braff. And I'm Donald Faison. We're real-life best friends, but we met playing fake-life best friends, Turk and JD, on the sitcom Scrubs. 20 years later, we've decided to re-watch the series one episode at a time and put our memories into a podcast you can listen to at home. We're going to get all our special guest friends like Sarah Chalk, John C. McGinley, Neil Flynn, Judy Reyes. Show creator Bill Lawrence, editors, writers, and even prop masters will tell us about what inspired the series and how we became a family. You can listen to the podcast Fake Doctors, Real Friends with Zach and Donald on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Baratunde Thurston, host of the podcast series Spit, where we have candid conversations around the power of genetics. Download the next episode on pharmacogenetics now and learn what experts have to say about how genetics can play a role in our response to medication and the future of precision medicine. Pharmacogenetics. Precision medicine is supposed to take us directly to that drug that's going to be impactful and actionable and important for our health. Listen to Spit on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.